I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. What's happening, Hoops? Or what should I say? What's happening, Jigsaw? Yes. Oh, fuck. I'm in one of those elaborate traps. (laughs) He said, all right, I'm reading the note here. It says... um, Thank you for yes-handing me. Mr. Ankner, uh, it appears that you run a moderately successful business. Yes. And... You, I got, I'm fucking it up. But your days are numbered. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for saving me that. I, I used some of the weights from Eggfit's new location. Which I was is trying located. to think of like a funny way that like Jigsaw was trying to get in shape for the holidays or something. <laughs> <laughs> me and Billy the Puppet are uh, trying to get into cycling. I wish I could train Chris Rock to fight. Oh shit. So that he could just fight back against Will Smith during yeah. his next attack. <laughs> He needs fight training and acting training because he really fucking ruined the Saw franchise in Spiral the Book of Saw, the last entry in the franchise. But why don't might we as well get into? I was gonna say, can we yeah. get right into the Saw news I, that I know you have? I was gonna say, I just got too fired up thinking about Chris Rock and how I get shitty it. he was in that. But yeah, Saw's back in the news. This is the top story of the week by a country mile. Tobin hmm. Bell who wow. famously portrayed Jigsaw in eight of the nine Saw feature films that have been released so far, uh, is officially set to return in the upcoming Saw 10? Saw X, presumably? Mm. And Saw 10, your seatbelt? <laughs> yes. It is... I think it's not an accident that Fast X and Saw X are yeah. both coming out the same year. Like my two biggest franchises. Did they start about the same time? Are you mm. hearing that echo? They kind of did. I'm hearing an echo like a motherfucker. I'm just right hearing now. a cash register as we talk about Saw and Fast and Furious <laughs> combining, <laughs> and like maybe Jigsaw being the villain of Fast X, mm. and or Dom Toretto being the hero of Saw X. Wow. Universal Studios, are you listening? No, but in reality, Tobin Bell, who's from Weymouth, Massachusetts, friend of the show, he's coming back for more Saw. He actually lives above the ice company. Yes, I do. And I think it's about time. I really hope that they bring his character back fully and they're like, he's alive again. Mm. And he's back. He's doing more traps. Although it would also be funny if they did anything resembling... You know, like more prequel stuff and tried to fill in the blanks more about how busy he was before Mm. he died in the third movie. And then they made six more. I'm really excited for this. Hold on one sec. We're back. A little bit of a technical issue there. I had the reverb up on my mic. I'm just going to be transparent because we don't edit this very much. 
How dare you? All these stops. Oh shit, Jigsaw's back. All right, I'm going to re-workshop that bit that I whiffed on earlier. <laughs> so listen, I own a small gym and Jigsaw yes. is my client. Go. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so Jigsaw, I'm, I'm upset that you're not seeing the results that you really wanted to see. I know that the economy is tight right now. You're not making as much money from all the traps and the injuring people. You know but what? I, I really need you to commit to yourself and to commit to your new body. This is exactly the kind of encouragement I've been waiting all these years for, and I think I'm going to stop killing people. And Holy you, shit. You just turned my whole fucking life around, kid. Wow. I really, really feel good about that because yeah. it's one of those things, right, where mm. you can only affect so many people. And to stop a man like Jigsaw from murdering people, that's yes. probably Ankfit's greatest achievement. It's pretty intense. So I'm really happy about that. All right. Anyway, back to Saw News. And even though he's, he's also never murdered anyone. That's his big thing. I don't kill anyone. I think it. And that's, they really destroy that in all the sequels where he's like, I merely like give them that. It's like, well, you do though. When you like strap mm. a, a like helicopter blade to someone and give them 45 seconds right. to dig a key out of their family to You're digging something. a key out of me. Yeah. Family is all that matters, Tobin. That would be the Jigsaw. ultimate, the ultimate test. All these years you've discussed family and what it means to you. But I don't. Never, you think you can keep me in this fucking trap? I do. We're in Brazil. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot. And then there's like a, a double reveal where like, well, yeah, like Dom a, <laughs> has Jigsaw in a trap. Right. Fuck! This is getting good. And there's there and then you realize that they're on top of like a really big car. Fuck! And Paul Walker's not dead. That's yes. been a ruse. And then like, even in real life. And then the ghost of Paul Walker like holds Jigsaw back. This is yeah. like turning into an Sounds Academy great. Award winning picture. Um, it's a movie that I would for sure watch. We're going to make two sequels. It's going to be like the new Halloween. Saw kills and Saw ends. <laughs> it's going to win every Oscar. Easily. I'm in. I'm Everyone's 100% in. in. Tobin Bell also in. It's exciting. Did you see, speaking of Saw, did you see that Matthew Perry spent $10 million trying to get sober? <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't take... <laughs> I mean, allegedly, he's got a year and a half mm. is uh, is what I've heard. Well, but I don't know if that's real or not. He's been making the rounds. I think he just had a, a hot memoir. Drop. Right. That's where all these little Matthew Perry facts are coming from. Yes. He's also in hot water because he was talking about all the celebrities that have died. And he said, you know, why is Keanu Reeves still alive? And then people were like, why is he saying he wants Keanu Reeves to be yeah, dead? I was loving the bit of him just like taking a shot at Keanu, someone nobody ever takes a shot at. I thought it was inspired for Matthew Perry to have him in his crosshairs. Keanu, like the nicest dude ever who like brings his mother to events. And he's like, like I always kind of liked friends. Why is he doing this? This is very uncool. Yeah. Chandler. Is he like Bill and Ted Keanu or? He is kind of like that in real life. Mm. He is like dangerously chill. He seems kind of great, but also kind of terrible. Yeah. Like there's a clip of him talking about his ideal day. Have you seen this on TikTok or whatever? He's like, you wake up, you have a great breakfast, you have some morning sex, then you like take a shower, then you have some more sex, then you go down to the beach and you get a good surf in, then you have some more sex, have a great oh, meal. Yeah, very sexy. He's talking about having sex like six times in a day. It's like, have you? Are you married? Have you experienced? <laughs> uh, 
Whoa. What what it's like to just sort of exist with somebody no. in, in a normal way. No. Because it doesn't sound like it. He's too busy, like, just shooting guns, training to be in fucked up John Wick sequels. But I did think it was... Yeah, Matthew Perry said, why is Heath Ledger dead, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? I thought his phrasing of that was also very funny. Why does Keanu Reeves still walk among us? His re- or rationale or reasoning, whatever, was that he just thought of Keanu as just like a random person. It's like, bud, you didn't say it on a podcast. You you recorded it in a book. Yeah, he's already it's an audio book. He's had to walk this back because people <laughs> were so upset at anyone uh, being even jokingly mean to Keanu, I guess. Yeah, nobody wants that. People won't have it. No. I mean, I, I'd tolerate it. I'm fine with it. I'm on team Matt Perry here. I think Matthew Perry is angling for a role in John Wick 4. <laughs> yeah, him is like an icy assassin. I'm like, all right, John, I can really help you out here. I'll catch all the stray bullets in my neck fat. <laughs> it's, like, it's impenetrable because it's so full of OxyContin residue <laughs> from me inhaling 80s all these years. It's like, Matt, uh, we need you to look like you've held a gun before. You can't stop shaking. Could I be any more on drugs? <laughs> the best part is, is that he was on the cast for Don't Look Up. Oh. And he, I believe, had a heart attack from drugs. And I might be misquoting this, but I believe he had a heart attack from drugs and then had to get like some sort of weird operation on his heart. And then like he, he went into cardiac arrest in the hospital and like... Oh, it's he's just I think that might have been the turning point that got him to finally really get sober because I actually he's actually putting together a little bit of time now, but mm. either way, so fucking funny. Matt Perry, friend of the show. No he's doubt. a friend of the show. He's definitely the best friend. Yes. Literal friend of the Al- show. Although Matthew LeBlanc may have edged <laughs> him out with his performance in episodes. I like how you give him a Matthew. Class him up a bit. Mm. Matthew LeBlanc, film actor extraordinaire but yeah will you be reading and or listening to his memoir i know you're a big audiobook guy i'll listen to that yeah i did cancel my audible because i have like four books stacked up because i'm a dope and i just like listen to tupac all day and i don't have time anymore <laughs> shit it's pretty cool you're like listening to tupac all day that's dope i know, but know, i man. actually it's, i couldn't possibly relate to him any less i don't know what i'm doing it's funny you mentioned that because i forgot to cancel my audible and they just Oof. dinged me for another month and i'm upset about it and i am like searching for something to spend it on i'm glad my mom died by um jeanette mccurdy yeah friend of the show it was very interesting okay audio wise i was gonna get heat too for the bit <laughs> but then i listened to like a sample <laughs> and it was like <laughs> The guy narrating it seems... It's monotone like voice? No, like too unmonotone. Oh, it was God, like, even worse. It was fucked up. Have I ever explained to you how I can't listen to anything with a monotone? Like, I just can't do it. I, I just, I hear know. like... I just hear nothing. Monotoneless? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's a thing. Very much a thing. And we wish Matt Perry the best. I don't know if we're going to get into his whole life story we do although would you it seems like something you might i'm like holding back coke zero burps in as we have this serious moment reflecting on matt perry's new sobriety and lease on life i'm just thinking about the time when he was like the lead of major motion pictures and like the whole 10 yards and (laughs) and like 
just go with it or whatever the fuck that movie was called. Yes. I feel like I've or used no. that exact reference before. Like Three to Tango. He was in a <laughs> bunch of just like nothing movies. But I think movies were better then, despite that. And despite it all. Not his movies, but movies in general. I agree with you, yes. And actually, I think I spoke a little too soon saying that mo- movies aren't good anymore. Uh, did you see the trailer for the new Gerard Butler vehicle, Plane? I did. <laughs> And would you like to watch it? I would. All right. Yeah, let's pop it on. Let me pull it up. This talk movie, about some. Talk about the movie while I find it. Seeing the trailer for this uh, before this week's featured review was maybe the highlight of my week, month, year. I saw it in the life. theater when we went to go see one of our featured reviews, Black Adam. Yes, yes, same. I saw it with Monty and friend of the show Jack while in Colorado last weekend. So it was an interesting experience. What up, turkey heads? And yeah, I was jealous of everything going on there. Yeah, we got to see it the day before you did too. You were probably all broken up about it. I was sick to my stomach over it. Okay. And I had to drown myself in Tremana (laughs) to just get through it. But yeah, this movie is called Plane. P-L-A-N-E. Not snakes on a plane, just... Just plane. Plane. <laughs> Which is, like, when the trailer ends, after seeing this, like, very generic Gerard Butler movie for two and a half minutes, and you just see the title, Plane, just pop up. It was really delightful. I can't uh, can't okay. speak highly to Here's it. Here's the trailer. And I think it's funny that they have, like, three-year-olds naming movies lately, like, Pig, dog, plane. The single word title is huge right now, yeah. It's a, it's a big thing. Okay. What was that tagline? Something or die alone? Get on a plane or die alone. I'm, this is killing me. The sound is off. Enough is enough. I have had it with this plane. <laughs> he gets it. He's there having we fun. Go. Okay, Gerard Butler's dipping, he's bopping. There we go. Top of the storm. What? Doesn't keep everybody in their seats, no exceptions, all right? This is why we need Sam or someone in the studio as a producer to help with this stuff. It took me way too long to get that going. The movies. Okay, Gerard Butler is on the titular plane. It looks like it's crashing in the woods. Nice and choppy. Jack made a great point after we saw Black Adam that the new thing they do with CGI is... Because CGI, you pay for it in time, I guess. So they'll take a clip that's 30 seconds and they'll either chop it up or they'll slow it down in slow-mo and that way they get the most out of it. What, like when the movie actually comes out, they... You know, like in Black Adam when there was a lot of the CGI scenes were in slow-mo, like little clips? Yeah, but I feel like that's more expensive... Because, like, those scenes, he has to be, like, faster than the slow-mo. So there's, like, more going on than than them just, like, slowing it down. I was just looking for an excuse as to why movies are such junk. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm, like, taking it way too literally. Like, um, er, in that scene, the frame rate is actually... I'm I'm a big Jerry Butler guy. Look at that. He's he's looked the same for, like, 15 years. Has he? He looks great. (laughs) He's keeping it all together. He doesn't look old at all. I think him and Bam Margera should play brothers in something. (laughs) Some sort of like body stepbrothers-esque comedy. Body, George. (laughs) Also, this movie is a two-hander, 
with uh, Jerry Butler and Mike Coulter of uh, Walking Dead. Was he on Walking Dead? I'm guessing. I don't know. <laughs> he just looks like he was on The Walking Dead. I mean, you're probably not wrong. Like The Program 2. <laughs> Back to The Program. Dead City. Now <laughs> coming soon to AMC Plus. Plane. No, but uh, he was on that Marvel show, Luke Cage. Was that the name of it? The Netflix that. one? Oh, it went away. I was trying to get a photo of you, and I realized I'm screen mirroring. Uh, he was Luke Cage, yes. Good memory. And uh, I don't know. Maybe him and Gerard Butler will be a new duo for the ages. Looks like they've got the stuff in the trailer for Plane coming soon. Also, did you see the trailer for that new Natasha Leone show, Poker Face? Uh, Poker Face. <laughs> Lady Gaga. No, I have not seen it. It's like another murder mystery thing. Oh, good. Just what we needed. Another <laughs> Knives Out. It's funny that, yeah, like he has Knives Out 2 coming out later this month. And he has a new show coming out where Natasha Leone is like the Daniel Craig investigator investigating a murder. That's like his, his thing now, making murder mysteries. What a boring resume. I mean, he's good at it, but I don't know if I want to see this over and over again. The uh, cow gets murdered in this series. Magic cards. He's murdered at a Magic the Gathering convention, and uh, only Natasha Leone can solve the case. Like, hey, listen, this fucking idiot died, and I gotta get to the bottom of it. Uh, Natasha. Me and Eddie K. Thomas and the rest of the American Pie side guys are gonna fucking solve shit this break, thing. Shitbreak, are you packing one? Oh, shitbreak's back, uh, too. We're all in the barn. Uh, Yes, I've led you all here to let you know <laughs> oh. that uh, we've had enough of these murder mysteries. My pokes face. Uh, I can't. I cannot. Watch me watch soccer and play poker on my laptop in my pokes face. Okay. All right. And before we lose everybody, we're back. Just Monty is still here. Yes, so, yes, yes. Monty, welcome to uh, episode 187, The Monty Hour, <laughs> where we will be talking about prostheses and the woods. Did you see that they ordered a sausage party <laughs> series on Amazon? I think that should have been a series from the jump, don't you? It does kind of seem like a show. Yeah. For people who don't remember it, this was the animated movie where Seth Rogen voices a hot dog. A <laughs> hot dog? <laughs> and Kristen Wiig is the hot dog bun. Uh, I think Paul Rudd was like a pack of Skittles or something. Michael Sarah was a carrot. I can't remember. They were all different foods and vegetables. It's going to be a TV show now. I thought it was all right. It was actually very good. It had I don't a know few why laughs. I sound like I'm being like negative about it because I did enjoy the movie, and the show could be good. I don't know. Uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, it seems. I hope they don't go like a big mouth route with it, where it's like the buns are fucking or something, and it's a super hypersexual. Well, they did do that in the movie, and that's a good call. This does seem kind of like big mouthy. Like I don't know if this is something. It's funny in the movie because it was an R-rated animated movie, which they don't make mm. often. And it was like, oh, this is like goofy and dumb. Yeah. I don't know if it's something that has like legs. Mm. Crab legs. We are in the Monty hour to, where we can talk about legs. Yes. <laughs> I. What I'm wondering though, 
is this the, the or was that movie? I haven't seen. I, it. I think that there was a lot of trouble getting it made. Like, wasn't that a whole thing where Seth Rogen kind of like championed the project and like it was a surprise? It was very troublesome. <laughs> I feel like this movie kind of got chopped down early on, and then they were able to get it. I don't know. I'm remembering hearing Seth. I've heard Seth Rogen on Howard or something talking about it. I remember. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Now that you say that. I remember enjoying the movie and thinking they got a lot of good stuff out of that premise. Mm. That is, uh, what if food was animated, reanimated, pun intended? He gets it. Mm. But we'll see how the show shakes out. Uh, I'm considering reading Heat 2. As you mentioned moments ago. Oh, wait. We are here. Get back there. All right, while I've heck, while I've got you, I'm going to do a little bit more of that bit earlier about Cal and the. Uh, oh wait, are we back? Yeah. Oh okay. I was going to do that thing where like I'm racing out some bit that you hate while you're not paying attention. Fuck, to- it's totally working. That might be the birth of the beat cows, to be honest. I mean, I've never listened, you maggots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But we were Cal covering. No, he does not. We were talking about uh, the fact that a uh, friend of the show, Leslie Jordan, is dead at 67 because he drove into a brick wall. Wow. I read the headline and I thought it said Leslie Jones is dead. And I had like the biggest laugh of my life. And mm. then I realized it was Leslie Jordan. And I was like, I don't even remember who that is. And then I saw him and I was like, oh, that short guy from like Elf and <sighs> I want to say 30 Rock and don't remember what else. I don't know who this is at all. He's this, that little, you definitely know him if you saw him, but he's dead. Fuck. So he drove into a brick wall in Hollywood. He, he is no longer with us. I mean, at least he went out gracefully. Yeah. That's pretty close. That's not humiliating and sad at all. It is kind of fun. So, Leslie Jordan, be we'll fu- miss you, mate. Be fucked up if it was Tracy Jordan. <laughs> you Miss, miss Lemon. Miss yeah, Lemon. Sorry. <laughs> I needed it too. Tracy Jordan, who has suffered some auto accidents. He sure has, time, yeah. Unfortunately. Trey yeah, um, and I were talking about Tracy Morgan the other day, and he didn't know that Tracy had all that money. Mm. And he was like, I can't believe this guy is still relevant. And I was like, oh, check his net worth while you're there. He has $70 million. I would say probably 69 of it is from that car accident, which and, leads me to believe we should probably let a Walmart truck run us over. Yeah, we welcome it. He's still doing some great work, though. I mean, the last OG on TBS. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> I almost just spit my water out. Is that actually good? I haven't seen it, but I do hear people say they like it. They're in? I think. I think that's him in front of the show, Tiffany Haddish. Didn't she just get canceled for like <laughs> sex trafficking or something crazy? And yeah, like I it s- wasn't real and it just ruined, like she lost like four gigs and then had to like apologize for nothing. I did see a lot of stories where it's like, are Tiffany Haddish and like former Mad TV castmate Ari Spears like sex criminals? So funny. I don't, I didn't see how that shook out. They, they might be yeah. allegedly. 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 I mean, as you mentioned earlier, you were in Colorado recently. I was. Visiting uh, Turkey Heads, friends of the show, Monty, Jack. Also, I hadn't hung out with Monty in his element in a while and like Ooh. on his own time. He really does listen to the show five times. Did he you... cranked out at least three with me present. Wow. Like listening to it on headphones? on In the car. But he'll listen on headphones when he's in his gym. 
Okay. So we legit got hopped in the car. Like he picked Jack uh, Flannery, our other buddy, picked me up at the airport. But then we met up with Monty, and then Jack went back to Denver, and we went to Netherland, where Monty lives. Mm. And immediately in the car, Monty's like, "I'm gonna go ahead and put the pod on." And I was like, "Oh, that's charming." That's cute. And then like the next day, we put it on again, mm. and then again. I think we listened to it twice the next day. <laughs> day two, you're like, "Enough." Well, Jesus we were Christ. we, and then we drove around <laughs> for a bit in silence, and I was, and I was like, "Well, do you like normally like what music do you usually put on?" And he was like, "Oh, just the podcast." And I was like, "Okay, I I, we're dealing with a lunatic." I love the idea that Monty's just been driving around for years and years in silence, and then <laughs> this podcast came into his life, and he has some noise to listen to. It's kind of beautiful. Monty didn't even own headphones until our first episode in early 2019. <laughs> wow, I mean. He's our number one fan, King of the Turkey Heads. Sure, no one now. will ever dethrone him. I mean, him just you like never pointing know. out all the nuance, and I'm surprised he doesn't have a notebook. Yeah, but we, you guys went on like a whole. Uh, oh yeah, you went on like a movie tour. I was getting all jealous of you were. Oh yeah, you went to the place where they filmed Dumb and Dumber. Yes, Dumb and Dumber and The Shining. Yeah, that's the now I'm forgetting the name of it. The Stanley Hotel in. I guess it's near Estes Park, Colorado. You texted uh, me that uh, I'm taking a shit in the Overlook Hotel, and then you sent the movies. <laughs> I immediately teared up. The funny part is, is I took a shit there, and we <laughs> took some photos, and then we went to McDonald's and got fountain sodas and Bergs. God, that and sounds like the best day. It was one of the best days ever. And then the next day, I we I was on the way home. We're in the car. On the way to the airport, actually, I should say. And Monty goes, well, we got some time to kill. And we're right near Aurora, Colorado. Do you oh. want to go by Do you want to go by the movie theater, the James Holmes movie theater? And I was like, dude, are you in my brain right now? <laughs> yeah, like, That's like the coolest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. You like tearing up for the first time in 11 years. Like, you get me. You really for, get me. For those me. that don't remember, James Holmes was a man who entered the theater on a midnight premiere of uh, Tim Burton, fucking Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises in 2012 mm. and killed about 14 people with an assault rifle and shot, I think, 120 or 130 others. Mm. It would have been fine if he went and did that during Tim Burton's Dumbo or something. There would have been nobody in the theater. It would have been completely fine. A whole crisis could have been completely avoided. Oh, wow. Okay. We might as well send the show there. That's as good as it's going to get. He's back. Um, so, but anyway, James is now in prison for, I want to say, 138 consecutive life sentences. Something, something outrageous. Maybe it's 38. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's an eternity. It's a Joker-sized sentence. So we, I go into the into the um, into the theater, and I'm thinking there's going to be like a cop. There, there were a bunch of cops cruising the parking lot, and I'm like, there's going to be a cop inside. He's not going to let me in. Also, I imagine there was a a bunch of people there doing what you were there for to just be like amazed at. Uh... The... Believe it or not, the theater was totally empty except for the two people working there, at least the <laughs> lobby area. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I use the bathroom? And mm. I went to the bathroom and then I took a shit again. Wow. Now, So I've, now I've shit in the theater and I thought, I wonder if James Holmes has ever blasted out a shit mm. on this very seat. What a beautiful thought. And then I looked at the Wikipedia trying to figure out which theater it was <laughs> so I could go in and see like if there's bullet holes in the seats or anything cool like that. And I couldn't figure it out. And then we left. 
You queued up his Wikipedia, like, where is this guy's shit? Wait, they don't have any of this here. Yeah, there's no shit section. <laughs> what good is this website? My, my Wikipedia is just like <laughs> where I've had diarrhea and like... <laughs> just all the important bullet points. Like a little bit about my gyms and like how I'm an asshole. And then like underneath there, it's like, oh, by the way, Ryan has had diarrhea at the Shining House and a log at the James Holmes murder movie theater. Shits he's taken. Like, oh, mm. let me expand this. It's, uh, it's underneath personal life. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta really explore this. So that was good stuff. Yeah, that, uh, this seemed like a hell of a journey. Hell of a trip. I love, that's the move. Anytime you go anywhere to be like, what have they filmed around here? Mm. Like, I, next time I go somewhere, I'm gonna think in that mindset. Seems like a move. And I saw that James Cameron's been criticizing Marvel and DC characters and movies. Good. Saying they all act like they're in college and they really don't have relationships. I saw that and that was an odd critique. Mm. Do you think he was sort of projecting on the failure of his marriage to Catherine Bigelow? Or do you think that that's a real critique? I mean, I think it's real. I think I love how seriously he takes the movies. Mm. And like there were, you know, Avatar 2 comes out in like a month. So he's out there saying stuff, being all James Cameron-y. Getting, uh, we don't have to see that, do we? Them. We do. <sighs> Fuck. Or at least I do. I want to see it. I think it's going to be dope. Also, they revealed that the movie's runtime is three hours and six minutes. What do you think of that? My heart just stopped. <laughs> like, I felt it skip a beat in my chest. Yeah, I'm, he looked at me with great concern, <laughs> folks. Three I, hours and what? Six minutes. Jesus Christ. I mean... That stinks. Do you think that's too long? Yes, I do. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. That might be a smidge too long, but if anyone can justify it, it's... It's Jim Cameron. I'm calling him Jim now. Mm. Director of uh, Terminator 2, one of the great films, and uh, Vinny Chase's Aquaman, <laughs> other films. The fact that he was in like six episodes of Entourage is hilarious. Yeah. The guy who directed like the two highest grossing movies of all time, not like the two the highest, two, yeah. <laughs> was a regular on Entourage. True Lies and Avatar 2. They're already predicting it. Yes. Very successful franchise. And he needs to make true lies too, colon, false facts. <laughs> Said it before. I'm going to keep saying it until it's a reality. And How about he just does uh, true lies too, an inconvenient truth, and then he loops in Al Gore. <laughs> and we get Al Gore and uh, who's the fucking sidecar in that movie? Man Bear Pig? No. Who was married to Roseanne? Tom Arnold. Yes, he was in True Lies. I got in the taxi and went to treatment. <laughs> this is Tom, not our butt, Dennis. Tom Arnold and Al Gore as a duo? Great duo. Gotta let Tom Arnold relapse and do like four days worth of cocaine in an hour. And like, then... I'm still working on like that Trump tape or whatever my bit was a few years ago. Al Gore. Yeah. I met Al Gore once. My but, grandmother... Uh, may she rest in peace, was inducted into the women's uh, like veteran memorial in D.C. Oh, and my entire family went down to watch. And Al Gore, I believe his someone that worked for him in some capacity was a family friend of ours' son. Mm. And he took us on a tour of the White House. And before that, we got to meet Al Gore at the ceremony. Oh, word. It was under the uh, Bill Clinton presidency. Shit. Mm. The Al Gore, he always seemed like a 
smart guy. And yeah, he, he seemed was, all right. He was mildly funny on his 30 Rock cameo many years ago. Mm. So that's that's all that's important to me is uh, whether or not someone can be funny in a cameo-like capacity. Agreed. If they're going to be a serious politician. Um, Frankie Muniz says Brian Cranston <laughs> is writing a Malcolm in the Middle revival. Do we need this? We don't. This seems like funny as a joke. I hope he's just like bidding, but I mean, I don't care who's writing it. I don't really, I feel like the time has passed. Frankie Muniz would probably be delighted by this. I don't think he's been in anything in quite some time. He's, uh, his hairline looks really good. Wow. I know that much. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but your tone makes me believe that his hairline is not doing that good. He looks like shit, to <laughs> be honest. He looks like he's 100 years old and 8 years old at the same time. Jesse? <laughs> Frankie? <laughs> if he's, yeah, if he's I alter- am the one <laughs> whose hairline recedes. <laughs> Give me a nice hairline off. I mean, how's the rest of the Malcolm in the Middle cast doing? Um, that like tall side who played the older brother and then that like one that was half, I'm not going to say the R word, but Mm. other capable, is that a good way to not be blatantly racist racist? Yes. (laughs) It's a great way. And the mother on that show, I can't remember her name. She was always funny. I can't remember any of their names except Brian Cranston and Frankie Muniz. Which is bad because that mother has been in like eleven seasons of seven other shows too. Her name was like Jane something. Yeah, we should remember this. We also, as I've mentioned countless times, should have IMDb open the entire show. That is true. So that we I sound need to get a new computer. We sound better than we really are. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we sound worse than we really are, mm. which is a backhanded compliment. But yeah, the mother's good. She always reminded me of Frances McDormand. In yes. some sort of way, like her demeanor. Oh yeah, I just is it she reasonable? Was, she was good and had chops. And yes, Avatar is three hours six minutes long. That came up organically. Florence Pugh has been cast in the Pack with Alexander Skarsgård set to make his directorial debut and co-star alongside her. I think I'm in. This movie is described as a psychological thriller that follows a group of documentarians who travel to Alaska to save a nearly extinct species of wolves. Sounds like they did this already. little movie called The Grey. Wow, they did. Yes, we did. And I fought wolves. And black bastards. That movie was actually a huge misdirect. They marketed it as a movie where Liam Neeson would be like fighting wolves that like kidnapped his daughter. It made it look like all his other movies where he's just like beating guys up, but it was actually like a gritty, like... I don't even remember it at all. I saw it in the theaters and then never thought about it ever again. It was really good, but it was a movie where like there's a plane crash and then like everyone on the plane like slowly dies to the elements and other... The wolves are a large part of it, but they don't come in until like the third act, I feel like. And he literally never fights them once. The the movie ends with him getting ready to fight them, and then it cuts to black before they fight. Aren't they surrounding him? And he's like, oh, you black bastards. And then the (laughs) the screen goes black. Yes. And uh, people thought that was a little risque, gritty, Mm. but Liam stands by it. But uh, I don't know. This could maybe be good. Alexander Skarsgård directing... That's something new. He was really good in The Northman. 
which we covered here on the program, I believe, at some point. I enjoyed that, yeah. That's on Peacock now. It's a hell of a picture, if you haven't seen it. That's the only Robert Eggers movie I could get through. That's his best, in my opinion. Yeah, I shut The Witch and I walked out of the lighthouse, and The Northman was great. The Witch looks cool. You need subtitles to watch it, and it's very slow. The Lighthouse, also very slow and kind of funny, but way overrated. And what else we got? For The Lighthouse, I was with Lucy on one of the first movies we ever saw together when we were first dating. And I remember we both walked out. We were like, let's go. This is dumb. Let's get out. And it wasn't even a question. And it was the theater was loving it. It was a fully packed house. This was like seven months pre-COVID. Everybody was loving it. Well, it's, it's one of those movies that it's not what you think it's going to mm. be. Because you went in probably expecting like a cool like horror movie. And it's just yes. like a, a weird, dumb like comedy almost that's in black and white and about these weird guys who are watching a lighthouse and they don't get along and they kind of go insane. I was expecting almost like not even necessarily horror, but like a like a psychological and yes mm. it is a psychological thriller a little bit but like the only time i wasn't bored was when robert pattinson was killing the seagull and that, even then it was scene. just like kind of set, like gross yeah it's just a weird one it's got a lot of like imagery i fully didn't get it I, it made spawn, me feel dumb there's a scene where he happens upon like a mermaid then he's like having sex with her and then they're like killing each other all right, I'm fucking back in. Nothing better than <laughs> fucking. But yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't get what you're going for here. It might be poignant or powerful. All that matters to me is like, yeah, it was kind of boring. It's right. a, little, a little too slow. Very slow. It didn't really have much of a payoff. Mm. But that was a Robert Eggers tangent for the fans. Speaking of Robert Eggers, did you see that Michael Jackson sold over a million albums this year? Wow, he still got it. <laughs> that he he deserves it, doesn't he? Do we believe he fucked those kids? I mean, it seems kind of unbelievable that nothing happened at any point. I, I think they're liars. <laughs> oh, all of them. You're taking Michael's side? I am. Now that he's dead and no one would ever need to consider I mean, Corey Feldman thing? and Macaulay Culkin both have his side. Why would I not want to be amongst those kings? Hmm. Do they? I haven't been following they do, this yeah. story. Wow. I, I listened to um, Corey's entire audiobook. Wow. And I've heard Macaulay on numerous podcasts, and neither of them will ever denounce Michael floored by the fact that Corey what is his last name For, Corey Feldman. Feldman has an audiobook and that you've purchased and listened to purchased it, it listened to the entire thing it's That's great up. it's called like Corey something Coreyisms or choreography there it is I honestly think it's choreography yeah. I'm actually upset That's because hysterical when remembering that I'm like that's a fucking pretty good title fuck <laughs> You get it? Because choreography is a word, but he's spelling it like his name. They get yes. it. Yes. They understand. It's actually a book about the guy from Halloween Ends. Fuck, I was just going to do that. That's so good. Sorry. No, that's great. But, uh, <laughs> I hate Corey. We've been together for too long on this podcast. It's, <laughs> it's time to go our separate ways. I'll do a podcast about nothing about anything but Cal and doing his voice. And you can just continue to cover enough stuff. Nothing about new guys. <laughs> Nothing about Pembroke. <laughs> no, but years ago we had the golden retrievers. I can't believe that Corey 
I mean, if you missed the Halloween Ends review, that's also on Peacock. If you want to watch a <clears throat> real piece of shit that you just, you can like be dazzled at mm. how shitty it is. Also, Nope is on Peacock. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm into Nope, and I've been looking forward to seeing it for a second time. I bet what you're not going to like it as much. What do you think? I bet I like it even more. What do you think of that? Ooh. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Scott will probably watch Nope this weekend, and we'll report back. Ooh. Yeah, it. I might wait, though. I don't want to do the rewatch it too soon thing that we've fucking hate that, that. that can happen. That I can... fucking hate when that happens. It's like... I did it with Uncut Gems, and it didn't ruin it, but that's almost never. Like, I saw Uncut Gems in the theaters twice. Uncut Gems. Is that still a bit? It's, uh, it's not. It never left, but it's even more back now that Kanye is losing his mind. And actually, I can do a legit segue with that. Hell yeah. I'm bummed out, and I have a few things to say about it, because I feel like as like a, one of the biggest Kanye fans that I know myself... Oh, is he in the I, news? I haven't heard a thing about it. I got to say a little something. <laughs> no, please. I don't want to talk about it. I don't side with him. I think everything that he said was fucking dumb. I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> it is. Kanye, I'm really, I've been defending him. I've been a fan since like 2003 when Through the Wire came out and then like College Dropout and a word? 808s and Heartbreak and a word? My Beautiful Dark Crusted Fantasy and Yeezus <laughs> and every fucking album is amazing and he's great but i'm bummed out the anti-semitism stuff sucks the white lives matter shirt sucks it does seem like he's like purposefully torpedoing his career for what purpose i don't know he got all of his deals cut and dropped and nobody will talk to him and it's going to take years if he may never recover from this and it's just but the thing is is a lot of people around are almost preying on his downfall, rooting for his failure. And I think to do that to a successful black man that's built up like an empire of fashion and music and done so many wonderful things, created so many beautiful things, both through albums and through clothing. Like I have 14 pairs of his sneakers. What am I just going to throw them the fuck away? No, I'm going to wear them and just separate life from art. Mm. Like I do with Bill Cosby albums, or movies that fucking Harvey Weinstein produced, or Please. like a Nirvana song because Kurt killed himself. Like I don't want to think about those are all the, the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like lock in the bad thing with the good with something that I love and enjoy. And I think that the part that bothers me the most about Kanye is that he's severely mentally ill, mm. and no one is helping him. No one. There's yeah. no handlers. There's nobody qu- changing what he said. There's nobody censoring him or running his social media for him or telling him to go to fucking rehab or whatever he needs Mm. he's obviously bipolar and unmedicated he might even be borderline which is like a more complicated version of bipolar that i know a bit about just through having known some people that were borderline also like having something like that and like being as famous as he is that's like a, a cocktail that there's like no right precedence or solution for that's just like it's dangerous it's like true insanity he has, he's really he's reaching levels of like <clears throat> unprecedented insanity yes in the public eye and just who knows what he's doing uh behind the scenes huge platform 18 million instagram followers i don't even know how many twitter followers and 
they're not deactivating his accounts. There's no one taking control. They're just letting him say and do whatever he wants. And he's just going to keep running his mouth. And he's appeared on like 17 different podcasts. Maybe he'll come on enough. And we can literally not talk about him at all. We can just cover like Creep 3 or yeah. some other indie dud and just see what he says about it. Yeah, not mention it at all. It's like, hi, we're reviewing Alita Battle Angel with Kanye West. And go. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. But yeah, he had a bit on Instagram earlier that was just like, Kanye West has reportedly cut ties with Kanye West. Yeah, I reposted that. It made me laugh really hard. It's like, he's he's like bidding. He's not I like how he was unwinding. suggesting that he opens up a new Donda school with 50 Cent and he was like tagging 50 Cent and of course 50 Cent engaged. And he was like, yo, you need to chill out, <laughs> man. Like you're too hot right now. And like 50 was just like laughing at him. And I just, it sucks to me to watch. I don't want to say like Kanye is my fucking hero or anything, but in terms of, I don't listen to a lot of music and I have fairly terrible taste in music. I'll admit that. But Kanye is one of the few artists that I'm like, this guy's great. He's a Grammy winning recording artist. He's outstanding producer, rapper. He's got it all. He's done a million good collaborations. The Watch the Throne album with Jay-Z is phenomenal. Is that really dope? It's great, yeah. Okay. It's really good. And that was supposedly the best live show ever. But okay. so it just bums me out to like watch this guy that I love. And that's why I mentioned Bill Cosby, because like that was a fall from grace that sucked too. And even like watching people try to cancel Dave Chappelle, it really oh, bummed man. me out. Cause I was like, Dave, just stop talking about trans people. Mm. Just shut the fuck up and be the funniest guy alive. Seriously, stop. It's like, I just gotta keep on though. I don't understand why Kanye won't stop. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. I I hung in there when he fucking got with Kim Kardashian. I hung in there when he ran up on stage at the VMAs. I hung in there when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people, although that was true. That wasn't even bad. I hung in there when he did the MAGA shit with the Trump hat and like meeting with Donald Trump and like saying he was going to vote red. Mm. I hung in there through all of it. And it's just, it's like watching your friend go through addiction or something like fall apart which i know you guys did with me i don't recall ever seeing it <laughs> so it's like i don't know mm. my frame of reference there but i don't know i'm just i'm sad and this is almost like a love letter to him that like he's wow. my guy and i need him to fucking pull it together because i'm i'm still rooting for him but i'm done defending him wow i mean i was never a big kanye guy and this is yeah, like you do like feel bad for him at mm. a point. It's just like, what are you what are you doing? Like when you see someone like in such a hole and you're like, Why are you continuing to dig? Like what what is what do you think's gonna happen from this? Well it's just it never stops. Like yesterday he went by the Skechers offices trying to pitch them <laughs> shoes. Listen up, Skechers like Guys, Skechers is owned, Skechers. the owner of Skechers is a Jewish person. And you were literally in trouble for making anti-Semitic remarks. You really think he's going to sit down with you? Is that like your big plan? Yeah. To like sit down with a Jewish guy in power who owns a shitty sneaker company Mm. and get him to like make like Skechers Yeezys? That's when you know you're truly mentally ill. When you're like at war with Skechers Shoe Company. (laughs) That's when you know like you're done for. You're like mentally spent and you're possibly unrecoverable. I think that there is not much... There is no coming back from this. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in like artist jail, not literally, but figuratively. 
I saw people like grasping for like a reason he could be doing this. They're like, oh, he's clearly like he's intentionally sinking his brand so his name becomes worthless so he can buy it back and then like redo all of it. I was like, yep, that's what he's doing. That sounds right. That's, uh, that's he totally needs, a thing. That's I don't know who he do. needs, but he needs like an Elon Musk or somebody to fix it. Yes. Like step in and like fund some sort of like children's school or like the donda thing the also, donda academy the news that he had a school or yeah, that, yeah. that was news to me rather is mm. what i should say well he has a lot he started a bunch of shit the donda academy and then he has donda sports which is a like a sports agency run by antonio brown who is like a f- disgraced nfl player i'm not even sure if he still plays we're in the sports corner now i guess you know yeah that uh it's, it's bumming me out man the whole fucking thing yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, you hate to see it. Hopefully, you'll turn it around at some point. I hope so. <laughs> and uh, he'll switch it around. And to brighten your mood, I'm going to take you down to the Yellowstone Corner. What do you think see, of that? this is why you're a good guy, because you know how to pick me back up. He's reborn. I sent you a picture of Kevin Costner wearing a suit and a cowboy hat outside a dope courthouse. Tagline, power has a price. Two-hour season premiere, Yellowstone, coming November 13th. Only to Paramount Plus, which there's... Actually, no, it's only on Paramount Network. This is the whole Paramount thing. We've done this. They're a mess over that. How do I even find that? It's not on Paramount Plus? It will be Paramount Network Peacock? (laughs) It's not, somehow. So I have to pay for another thing? Yes, I think... I pay for Paramount Plus and Peacock, and you're telling me I won't be able to watch on either of those when it's new. That is correct. <sighs> I think you... Fuck's sakes. I think you did this last year, because this is... You got into it last yeah. year when we were watching the new season live. I think you had to buy them on iTunes, because they weren't available on any of these, like, seven dozen streamers somehow. That somewhere. is accurate, yeah. And I hate it here. <laughs> Kid hates it. And I also saw that they're making a Vision spinoff from the Marvel character Vision. Who Who's was Vision in, again? He's that robot sidecar played by Paul Bettany, who was in WandaVision. <laughs> okay. I only bring this up because the title of his new spinoff is Vision Quest. <laughs> Acton, give me back my Vision Quest, buddy. Buddy. Which is uh, one of friend of the show Sean's favorite movies titles vision mm-hmm. quest which is a powerful comedy drama matthew sports. modine th- if maybe? memory serves it's from the 80s i want to say never it's seen matthew it. modine i've never seen it either but matthew modine is in it i love the idea of uh yeah i mean hopefully this is about vision like joining the wrestling squad and teaming up with matthew modine for some sort of dope adventure but it's probably not. It's probably not even in the Chicago verse. So Parsons probably won't watch this. Yes, if it's not in the Chicago verse, I don't see Sean tuning in for it. No, no, no. And yeah, the I saw <clears throat> that Stephen Colbert has banned Kanye West from the Late Show. Oh, good, Steve. Yeah, it's like you, you covered it. It's like no one even knows that you still do that show. That's like Foot Locker saying they're not going to sell Yeezys anymore. I was like, do they even sell them? I was like, I guess they get all the runs, but like nobody's going to Foot Locker for that. Yeah, like come on. Or no, TJ Maxx dropped his clothing. I'm like, I don't think TJ Maxx has his fucking clothing. Yeah. I don't think they ever carried it. (laughs) Ever. 
It's they have he had a gap deal and he has his the Yeezy supply, which is linked through Adidas. And I don't I think only like higher end department stores covered his Yeezy clothes, which are separate from Yeezy Gap. I mean fucking enough. He's not cutting ties with us here at enough. No, we're never. keeping him on at least on a provisional basis until we uh, figure out what's going on out there. Lucy posted on her Instagram because I bought Kanye West coasters off of Etsy a few weeks ago of all his album covers. Oh, word! And she posted a picture of the coasters and said, "Should I? Do I have to get rid of these now that, that Kanye's an anti-Semite or some? She's just messing around." Hmm. And somebody chimed in like, "You should throw them all in a fire." And I was like, "Do we have to do this?" Like, do we all have to turn against everybody and create this environment where like, if you have a, like everything that he said over the last few months and even years has been fucking stupid and mm -hmm. he really should shut the fuck up and I disagree with him. And I think if you're a Jewish person, it's perfectly all right to be offended. That being mm -hmm. said, we don't all have to root against him and band together and like, like the stories that are coming out now, not to keep doing Kanye shit, but I'm upset about it. Mm. There's a story that we're like, oh, Kanye wanted to name his eighth studio album Hitler. It's like, no, he didn't. Mm. That's not even fucking real. Show me the proof of where that came from. And even if he did, if we're at the point where like that's a news story, like imagine hearing that and like getting upset in real life about it. If right. your life is that like, if you have so little going on that you can like actually feel something <laughs> focus about that. On, on that and it's like i'd like to see it would be it's almost as if like his group text like his lunch table group text Ooh. leaked and somebody just goes look at all the stuff that he said that's crazy like he might have said it as a joke yeah it's just like it's it's too much uh, yeah i'm i've just i've had it we're in the kanye corner mm. and enough like i said I do not support the stuff that he says, but I'm a fan for life. And I'm just, I'm not defending him anymore. I'm just going to say, yeah, he's fucked. What Kanye forever. That's, he's, he's black. <sighs> On a Panther, positive right? note though, Yellowstone's coming. That's going to be killer. And also the other day, it was the 25th anniversary of Jake Gyllenhaal's Donnie Darko. Oh. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And Jake said, uh, when they asked him like to be in the movie, he said, oh, this feels like my high school experience. So if that gives you any insight into who I am and how I pick roles, then I hope it does. Ooh. Which I thought was kind of funny. That is fun. Because Jake is an interesting dude. And he's a lot more interesting than people realize if they've missed, say, Prisoners or Nightcrawler or Enemy. All great features. Wildlife. Yes. Um, nocturnal Animals. Like, he's got Ooh. a lot. I love Jake's great. Zodiac. I watched that the other day. Yeah, he's for like been the doing, eighth time. He's been doing like real good stuff for a pretty long stretch at this mm. point. He's got a couple of misses. Like, I guess you could say Prince of Persia was a pretty commercial flop. Yeah. Pretty big commercial flop, I should say. Didn't work. No. Didn't but work even a little he bit. He himself is phenomenal. And he got real jacked for it. Nice head of hair. Yeah. No doubt. He has more. I wish I could have chimed in with like some, some underseen Bubble gems. Boy. Yes, there we go. Bubble Boy. Uh, October down. Sky. Yes. Love and other drugs. Wow. Brothers. Have... Okay. Um, yes. Jarhead. Hmm. You to Chris Cooper. Like I really liked you and Jarhead, dude. Hey, dude. 
my favorite Hollywood celebrity story of all time. Who's a real, real classic. Kingston's own it. Chris Cooper, friend of the show. Yes. And folks, that's how much fuck fish. We'll be right back after we eat those wall burgers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good timing because I'm about to pish. He's going to have a pish. I had too many beverages. We'll be right back. Wahlburgers forever. Hey team, we're back. It's me, Ethan Embry, here with... Uh, who's that other guy? Tom Fuck. Hanks. I couldn't think of anyone ah, else. Ethan. Ah, in the in it's the me, Tom Hanks. Ah. I mean, this is one of the great songs of all time. I posted a lip sync video on my Instagram to this while you were upstairs, and I'm already <laughs> humiliated. <laughs> what a reveal! I can't wait to watch it. Reveal. I might watch it right now. It actually. sucks. <laughs> don't do it. I'm queuing it up. I, I don't know what came over me, but I had to post it. Wait, on Instagram? On Why Instagram. am I not finding it? Oh, if I posted it on my professional account, for Christ's sakes. I really hope this is on AngFit. On the AngFit account? Oh, it's not even done uploading yet. Okay, safe. It this must be. You know like it won't upload when you shut off Instagram or something? I know exactly what you're talking about. But I just want to reiterate to the fans that this is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Oh shit, that's fire. Isn't that kind of sick though? It's probably going to go viral on TikTok, if I had to guess. The only virus I've ever been able to contract is... But this song, I think, is so good, it makes that entire movie work. You buy that band soaring to success on the strength of this single track. Agreed, yeah. It's that good. They show them, like, going on tour. They show them playing, like, one and a half other songs. The whole movie is basically just them playing this song, and you go with it the the whole time. I haven't watched it in probably twenty years, but I think I'm due. Um, that thing they did, a sequel. I know who you're talking about. That tan guy that's also in it, like Raul Julia, or whatever <laughs> the fuck his name is. Oh, Jonathan Scheich. Yeah, I used to see Jonathan Scheich at uh, Gold's Gym in Hollywood on a BlackBerry on the elliptical he favorited one of my tweets once and it was not <laughs> responding to him or had anything to do with him at all it just like popped up i was like oh that, that guy from that thing you do just like this like <laughs> stupid tweet i had really uh made me laugh hold on i'm doing a tweet yeah, hold on the guy from that thing you do just uh <laughs> do you think that jonathan Cheech could be perhaps the <laughs> Sidecar to Ted and Ted 3. Whoa, I mean, I'm in. And then you throw Cheech into the mix. Hey, buddy, remember me from that weed thing two weeks ago? (laughs) I'm back. I'm on the weed game show. I mean, speaking of iconic Mexicans, we just watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's new Netflix series or one episode of his new Netflix. I liked it anthology compendium of movies and or shows what is anything anymore folks but yeah this was dope this is this show which has a very douchey title i don't even want to say it out loud to the fans but i have to it's called guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities bull i i don't think it's as bad as you are saying that it is it's just gross it's six words 
Three of them are cabinet of curiosities, which is just like. That's what I call my bedroom, huh? Fuck it. Get it? <laughs> oh, I got it. But it's a bad title. We can get past it. It's a, a series of short films. They're like shorter than normal films. This was an hour long, the one we watched. It's episode seven of ten. It's called The Viewing. It's directed by Panos Cosmatos. I can never say that guy's name right. I probably just butchered it a little bit myself. I loved this. Yeah, this was fun. I thought it looked very cool, as we often say, because we are artists. Yes, it is. I thought that it was. It had the interesting score, as you will always notice. Okay, it, I, sh- I shazammed it mid-flick. <laughs> this, you know the score was popping off. I downloaded the whole thing. Can't wait to... I honestly think the only weak part about this short was Steve Agee and how he pretty much has done nothing but James Gunn projects since the Sarah Silverman program. And Brian Posehn used to act circles around him. Yeah. I don't like to say this about a lot of people, but he's, he's distractingly, glaringly bad. He does not have the stuff. Something about him is just like, like, wow, you really can't say words in a convincing manner <laughs> like it's uh it's almost nice to see someone who's that bad every once in a while because it makes you appreciate the good scotty sunshine um yeah he's fucking terrible though and uh otherwise though this cast was like popping off you got eric andre from the eric andre show and like jackass type stuff it's always nice to see him in a real movie because he does have chops and is funny and wacky him getting all of his clothes vacuumed off in that last movie that he did had one of the biggest laughs of 2021, in my opinion. And like begging that guy, like, you got to hide me, bro. Like, <laughs> While naked. Yeah. I don't know what you, uh, yeah, what anyone would do in that situation. It's very funny. Human nature. You'd be like, I guess you can hide in my car. Mm. I'd probably try to drive away. But it's very, what's that called again for people? Uh, bad trip. Yep. Good pull. Not a great movie. No, not really, but that scene's very funny. Yeah, and he does what he can. Right. But he's in this Peter Weller, who portrayed RoboCop, the robotic cop. <laughs> does anyone remember RoboCop in the features? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yes. I mean, one and even two, I'm a big supporter of. And he's still got the chops, as you were saying, watching it. He was really, really going Him for just it. doing a bunch of coke? Yeah, like this... Short, not to like spoil it. It's like a bunch of people doing drugs in a room, like talking about drug type stuff while they wait for a demon to be summoned. And then like once that happens, it gets all wacky and trippy. Fucking everybody fucks. It's true. I thought you were thinking that I wouldn't enjoy any of these. mm. Should I try the first one anyway? Yes. I've... After we just watched this one, I've seen three of the ten now. Is that one the best? Yes, okay. unfortunately. Not that, you know, just one and two were just kind of whatever. Mm. I'm glad we watched this one because now I'm more inclined to watch more. Did we get a credit for each of these on Letterboxd? I'm glad you asked because yes, we do. Wow. That's what makes these films. That's why I don't want to call them shows or like it's anthology an hour. episodes. It's a, it's a short film, I guess. Yeah, a shorter. It's shorter. Like, this is only like... 12 minutes shorter than The Squid and the Whale. It's like a film festival movie. The Squid and the Whale is only an hour and 12 minutes long. Yeah. 
That's why it's so dope. Oh. No fat on it. But yeah, watching this, uh, it reminded me of David Lynch, friend of the show. It's Friday. <laughs> Can you even believe I'm in a Guillermo del Toro movie? Hello, Guillermo. I can't believe... I need to find out if he still does those Friday check-in videos. That's like my favorite thing on the internet. They used to send that to us every Friday. Yeah, it's true. But uh, I don't know. If you're a fan of Guillermo del Toro's work, what what has he done? Pan's Labyrinth? I'm a... I'm a big Pan's Labyrinth guy. I think that's um, one of his better features. King Richard. He did not do King Richard. <laughs> the Blind Side. Um, the Williams sisters are like, like these ethereal creatures, <laughs> like made of gears. Do your Guillermo del Toro voice. I can't remember how to do it. We need to watch another one of my Twilight Zone esque intros to these episodic films. Oh, that's funny. But I. Uh, you know, he did Blade 2, Nothing to Sneeze at, Pacific Rim. Blade 2 might be the best one. The Shape of Water. I'm kind of a fan of most of his movies as I remember them casually. Although I didn't love, uh, what was the Bradley Cooper circus one that came out last year? Nightmare Alley? Nightmare Alley. thought that was a little... I thought it was all right. A little boring. I don't remember. Did we shit on it? I can't remember. It's a little boring for me. It had its moments. Boring. Most of his other movies are much stronger, in my opinion. Mm. But yeah, this is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. The Hummer. one we just discussed was uh, Chapter 7 of 10, called The Viewing. But check them all out. Let us know what you think at enoughthepodcast.gmail.com. We haven't got an email like in months. Everybody it, needs to step it up. It's true. You do. And what else we've been watching this week? I actually checked out. Uh, it's weird that doing no promotion for this whatsoever, but Inside Amy Schumer is back. Mm. Is her, it because uh, everyone hates her now? Maybe she was like she everywhere. got like canceled for nothing. She was everywhere like five years yeah. ago, and then I don't know. Maybe she was just overexposed. It's just yeah. a saturation thing. Yeah, people just got tired of her, and then you sort of stopped seeing her and hearing about her. And then she did that show with Michael Sarah on Hulu, Life After Beth. Which I enjoyed. I thought that was great, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've always liked title. Amy. I met her. She was super nice. Ooh. Yeah, she's funny. She's one of those people, it's very unpopular to say mm. you're a fan of her at this moment. <clears throat> we're very brave for saying we can tolerate her. While we're on the subject, I'm also a Lena Dunham guy. Wow. Recently listened to her podcast with John Barenthal, Real Ones. Her <laughs> episode on his podcast, Real Ones, I should say. Oh, shit. I gotta hear Phenomenal. That. That sounds good. Yeah. They're a good duo and they are friends. And they he just worked on her newest movie that is on iTunes now. I forget the name of it. Wow. Yeah, I need all that. Yeah. Love what's going on there. I'm a cool, tough guy, kind of like John Barenthal, in that I'll just pick whoever I want to be in on. Lena Dunham, Kanye West, Amy Schumer. Ooh. Criticize it. I don't care. What are you going to do about wow. it? Wow. This guy's edgy, folks. I'm tough. Tough guy beef <laughs> here for the rest of the show. So get used to it. But yeah, they have uh, there's two episodes up of the new season of Inside Amy Schumer, and it's all right. Did I you think... have laughs? Big laughs? I had like, I don't even know if I snickered. I I was like, oh, that's funny. At like a couple of sketches. Right. That's enough sometimes. Yeah. When you're like, oh, okay, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, like when you're like, oh, I get it, and then you just stare at it till it's over. Right. <laughs> the. Uh... But that's, that's on, on Hulu? 
Paramount Plus. Where did I get? Oh, I was saying Hulu. Yeah, Paramount Plus, where you won't be able to find new episodes of Yellowstone because life is a fucking nightmare. It's true. And speaking of life being a nightmare, the guy who created Westworld somehow. Westworld isn't canceled, and in addition to that, he has a new show on Amazon Prime. What's it called? Like COD the show? Basically, it's called The Transference. It stars a friend of the show, Chloe Grace Moretz, who's just floundering, trying to find anything that someone will watch. And I don't know why I'm being so mean to CGM. That's kind of rude of me. (laughs) Post-activation. But uh, She's a little girl in Middle Miss Sunshine. She's not. That is another... Abigail Breslin. Yes. But they look alike to me. That's fair. They and Dakota probably... Fanning. Throw them all in together. Yeah, they could be the new Hocus Pocus. Boy, I sure would like to fuck that Dakota Fanning. But yeah, this show, The Transference, is... It's so Westworldy. It's like, is this even a new show? Mm. Like, what do you... It's Jonathan Nolan, who's Christopher Nolan's brother, created Westworld in this show. See, which... I didn't know that. I know. I feel like no one talks about that. He's like the shitty Nolan, just like churning out, like, you know, shit his brother would do. Him and like Frank Stallone worse. chopping away <laughs> on duds. Hey, this is kind of a dope team up. But yeah, I watched one episode and I can't even believe I made it to the end of that. It had uh, that guy from that show that I think is good. Penn Gillette. Even that couldn't save it. Yes, Penn Gillette. <laughs> I gave Penn head <laughs> of Penn and Teller fame. Cal Penn and Miles Teller. That is. <laughs> oh, are you rushing or dragging? Rushing or dragging. But uh, I think that's all I've been watching on the tube this week. You've been oh, checking boy. out any new shows before? I'll we go get... over. We have a. I guess our feature review is something else that I will discuss. I have a lot of notes on it. But I, a... with Monty and Jack, I went to go see that movie, The Triangle of Sadness. Mm. Only person in it that I even recognized was Woody Harrelson. Oh, hey man! And the summary is the cruise for the super rich sinks, thus leaving survivors, including a fashion model celebrity couple, trapped on an island. And that's a very reductive way of explaining what the movie is about it. But it's it really is just, it was very funny, super engaging, a little long, two and a half hours, and we were in bad theater seats with no recline, but it was hysterical. Jack didn't like it. Monty and I loved it. And Jack walked had like two mini walkouts, which was very funny. He like went out into the lobby, sat down, came back, went out into the lobby. Nice breather. Oh, yeah. He was doing like what I did during Lord of the Rings uh, Twin Towers or like, whatever. Oof, Twin oof. Towers, is that allowed? Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Um, er. September 11th. Um, two Towers, Ryan, not Twin. Is, 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 Anyways, is, is. this, it was like metaphorical and a little heavy handed at times, but it was very funny, very clever. I was hoping that you would have seen it as well. We could have dove deeper into it instead of what we're going to talk about next. But I know this sounds like a Scotty flick. You, yeah, you would have liked this a little bit. Okay. It seems British. Had its moments of, it was, it was British. (laughs) It was like a little bit of everything really. Cause it was, there were American guys in it. There were Russians in it. It had that like party down almost kind of sense of humor about it, but a little bit, it was like with nail meets party down with nail and I rather meets party down. It's a cool meets. Mm. Interesting meets. If even, but it was just, it was very well done. Script was excellent. Acting was excellent. Just 
the only other guy that I recognized actually besides Woody Harrelson was this guy who played a Russian gangster in Killer Man, that Liam Hemsworth movie with what's his face from Place Beyond the Pines, uh, Emery Cohen. Yes, that's a movie that no one on earth besides you and me have seen. I saw it in theaters alone wow. on like a Thursday. Wow. I just popped in <laughs> to a late showing. Just popped right in. <laughs> safe i was the only person in the theater i'm pretty sure i got popcorn and a diet coke at the amc downtown at a boy um anyway this is very good triangle of sadness yeah highly i would recommend one of the best movies i've seen all year hell yeah that's a that's a strong review let's put me in uh see i went see, in, i went in with zero expectations so i don't want to oversell it i did read a jim cummings letterbox review that put me up he gave a five oh, out of five wow Jimmy. i gave it three or three and a half i think three and a half Okay, for you, that's like a six out of five. Yeah, three and a half for me is very strong. That is. That's like a instant classic, we'll buy on 4K yes. type review. If I give it a four, it's probably a troll. If I give it a five, it's just one of my favorite movies. It is. But He's begrudgingly... Been... Yes, are we... Should we get to the main event? For the millions and millions. Oh, shit. He's right over there in the corner guarding all your physical media. Yes. Uh, I mean, everyone's talking about it. It's sweeping the na nation, just captured everyone's hearts and imagination. Uh, Black Adam, the new film starring Dwayne Johnson. No, he's not The Rock. One of the biggest laughs I had watching this movie is it doesn't say The Rock in his name anymore. He's trying to just go by Dwayne Johnson again. Do you he's think losing The Rock entirely? He's trying, I think, or maybe it was just for the credits. I feel like it usually says The Rock, though. Song rules. This is the soundtrack to this movie, Legit Honks. I'm listening to it all week. I mean, you can say what you want about the movie. This theme by Lorne Balfe is a 10 out of 10. That is Black Adam theme from Black Adam, if you're looking for it on Spotify. But yes, before we get into this, I got a little summary of this movie that uh, there hasn't been a DC movie in a while and diet coke <laughs> dc and you know they got that new robert pattinson batman so he's off doing his thing superman's all in turmoil so this is like the rock making this superhero movie about a character no one's ever heard of is like something of a big deal for dc at this moment and nearly five thousand years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the egyptian gods Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. And the fans rejoiced. I need to hear your real take on this fucking movie, because I think you've been fucking with me all week. No, I don't. I don't. Is this like Aquaman territory where like we'll never know? Oh, we'll know. I'm glad you brought up Aquaman, because this... Black Adam does fit right into that pocket where it's just dumb fun. Even dumber than Aquaman. Black Adam's like one of the most slapped together, like barely has a plot, barely has a threat the entire movie. It's just the rock like floating around, beating up everyone on earth. And there's almost nothing resembling a challenge from the entire movie. Are we doing spoilers? I mean, I don't. I can't imagine anyone caring <laughs> if we spoil. Someone like, oh my god! They they told us that Black Adam's uh, kryptonite is fucking 
Tramana. Right, good. You guys both hated it. No, I actually did enjoy watching this movie. Right. And I don't know if this is a compliment, but you I was asleep. not I was not bored for one second watching Black Adam. Mm. I was having fun and laughing or picking it apart or just, you know, some of the action scenes were kind of fun. Mm. What like, do you like about it? Like Noah Centino getting real big fast? I will say... <laughs> on his way to make the Kissing Booth sequel? Him as like uh, the poor man's Ant-Man in this movie. <laughs> I can't remember his character's name. But him and the girl who has some sort of wind power. I think her name is Cyclone. They were two of the most like underwritten, barely... <laughs> even their characters I've seen in any of these superhero movies, which is really saying something. What's her name? Is that, oh no, that was the the other female character's name, Quintessa Swindell. Oh. As like the irritating, that? like Middle Eastern mom who's just like up in everybody's shit. Yeah, I love how, and like Pierce Brosnan, who was actually one of the better parts of this movie, plays Dr. Fate, who's the poor man's Dr. Strange. But it was still kind of cool. It's like, oh, I'm another Doctor character, like conjures fucking universes or whatever the hell they do. But they they're like a team, and they at one point they're like, we're the Justice Society. So you're like, oh, you're telling me in addition to the Justice League, there's another superhero team called the Justice Society. I was under the impression they were, and, they, and they're not affiliate. Yeah, like, I, well, if, did you notice that? Waller from Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, Viola Davis literally phoning in her performance. Literally, yeah. And so what I'm wondering is if the Suicide the Suicide Squad and the Justice League are not lined up, or are they? I mean, the, the DCEU is such a mess. The DC universe is a mess. Also, did you, under, did you know that Black Adam is a part of the Shazam universe? I sure did, brother. Yeah, which... His whole thing is like if he's if he says Shazam, it like turns off his powers. I can't believe the character Shazam wasn't in this movie. It's like, there's reference to him, and there's also reference to Aquaman. Yeah, it's like what? Could you not get Zachary Levi to do a cameo? <laughs> is this a fucking joke? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, nope. Well, we've been working on this movie for 15 years. Big passion project, but couldn't couldn't lock down Shazam for a day of shooting. It uh. But that is all to say I thought this was a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it, question mark. But I thought I, I got to disagree with you about Pierce Brosnan. I felt like he was sleepwalking through the entire movie. Did he feel like he was victim of a run by fruiting? Perhaps. Perhaps. Yes. Your Mercedes, dear. I don't know. He Did was you cry when me. he sacrificed himself at the end? Wow. No. I thought Almost. it was one of the most telegraphed things in a movie I've seen in six years. But I thought it was dope anyways. Or like when his hat starts melting. Yes, my hat is melting. I'm gone. Hold down, on. I'm downish. Hold on. Let's get the guy from City on a Hill who's in a silly Aldous hawk costume Hodge. to take my cool helmet hat and maybe melt it into Black Adam's new spaceship. Aldous Hodge is taking a break from City on a Hill season three to do like a serious Anthony Mackie impression. <laughs> hey, how you yeah. doing, Black Adam? It's me. 
Wow, that's so dangerously spot on. Also, in real life, their whole thing after when Piers Brosnan was dying and sacrificing himself, he was like, goodbye, old friend. Yeah, that, that made me laugh. Aldous like, Hodge is 35 and Pierce is 70. Yeah, and also, this movie got edited down to, into such oblivion. It's like, we've seen them on screen interacting for like two minutes. Yeah. They tried to land this like, you're my oldest friend. It's just like, we don't even know who these guys are. They did literally zero legwork establishing <laughs> that they even had a relationship of any kind. Monkey was, was like, well, you know, Pierce Brosnan is immortal and maybe he's been alive for like a hundred years. And I'm like, so they're both immortal? Like, Yeah, that's honestly what I appreciated most about it. You could tell they edited out any scene that had like, you know, any like boring slow scene. It, the movie just really keeps moving and doesn't slow down for any explanation mm. time. Did you appreciate the PC slapstick laughs courtesy of Netflix star Mo Amir? I did not. No? I don't even remember like the, who like, that bald was. Like the bald spot jokes and like him like in the oh, van. Yeah. And... That guy actually was one of the better parts of the movie. I thought he had some moments. I watched every episode of Mo. On I don't, Netflix. I don't even know what that is. It's like an eight <gasps> eight episode show that he directed and starred in. I mean, this is insane. That it it like exists, that. and I ripped through all of it. It's basically like wow. from the producer, or what's his face? Uh, Rami Youssef wow. produced it. It's in the same vein of like fish out of water, you know. I do like when fish are out of water. Mm. That's I, how much fuck fish. I find it very interesting as they gasp for breath. I'm immature, but I don't think I'm immature enough to suspend disbelief in my brain for two and a half hours or whatever this was. I think a two hour, 10 minute run time. There's, there's only so much, uh, like, so much you can do in that regard. I feel like maybe if we were younger, we'd be into it. I Honestly, maybe if you have reference to the comic books and you know exactly what like the universe is all about, mm. I just felt like, I'm like, wait, is he like, he's Shazam's uncle? And like, who is Pierce Brosnan supposed to be? Also, it was hilarious when they sneak in or shoehorn in the backstory that like The Rock's son gave him these powers and then like died and it's supposed to be all poignant, but it's just like a weird reveal that like doesn't even track. But you know when they show The Rock and he's like less juiced? He's supposed I to had be, big laughs at that, that every time. That killed me. That like bumped the whole movie up a letter grade. <laughs> Just because they have him as like in Captain America when Chris Evans is like all weak and little. It's like that, but not as drastic. It's just The Rock if he looked normal. And but it's his very head is funny. still really big because clearly they just popped his head onto another body. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this I, movie, I lost it. I, I really appreciate the pacing of it. It's like when you go to Best Buy and they just have like one of those trailers of like the action from a bunch of movies. This movie's like that. It doesn't give you like any time to like think about how much it doesn't make sense or how dumb it is <laughs> or how tired of the rock being and everything you are. It's just like, you know, gives you all the action. That's just like, hey, and then here's like a Superman cameo at the end. What do you think? Did you like it? It's fine. Whatever. See you next time. Did you wait for this, the post credit sequence? Um, er, of course. Also, I should mention, I saw this with friend of the show, Rian, who also enjoyed the picture. Wow. Quite a bit. And actually, he's hey, a, he a review that he wanted me to play here on the show. Here's the deal. Turn it up. Black Adam's a fucking hit. <laughs> That's it? That's it. All right. <laughs> 
It's a hit. It isn't though, it but is. it is. It's the Rock's most successful opening weekend ever. <laughs> I love. That's such like uh, Rock PR moves. Instead of it being like a, you know, a big opening in its own regard, which it is, but not compared to other superhero movies. The the phrasing it as like the Rock's biggest opening ever, because that's that sounds better than like the seventh best DC <laughs> uh, origin movie. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm hammering. I think that I I just, I don't know. I don't know that I can watch this movie again. Oh, I will not probably ever watch it again. But my experience watching it this one time, enjoyed it. It's a four out of five. Wow. My, That's a my big, letter- big, big, big rating. I gave it one out of five. My Letterboxd review is four out of five. And the the meat of the review reads, this is not a joke. I saw that and I laughed. <laughs> He's in. I saw that both of you guys rated it four out of five. And I was like, these motherfuckers. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Those were both organic four out of five. I was like, these motherfuckers are sabotaging me. Mm-hmm. I leave the state and they go to the movies and they rate this thing a four out of five. I was getting so bent out of shape. Folks, I don't troll. This is, uh, I've never joked once here on this program. So that was not you getting revenge for my high review of Halloween Ends. No. I was under the impression I had been had. No. All right. I would never. All right. And also, I must ask, did you feel that the hierarchy of power in the DC universe well, had shifted when you were watching this I film? mean, that's undeniable. Yeah. You it's, can't take that away from it. I mean, I, I was the theater was like rattling. It was, the hierarchy was so over the top. Oh, the, the hierarchy was rattling through the AMC uh, downtown Boston. <laughs> it was. And The Rock was there. And he was having a good. Did he call you a jabroni and like toss you into a pile of popcorn? <laughs> I'm gonna toss you and then I'm gonna float away, brother. If only The Rock were doing a screening at the theater in Aurora, Colorado, when James Holmes kicked the door in with an assault rifle, <laughs> that would have been. been a chef's kiss. It is, but you know, can't win them all. I did get to poop there, though. I have to poop. <laughs> it's me, Ted. But yeah, the, what was the Ted bit earlier? Like Ted and Cal. <laughs> yes. Anyway, continue. Sorry. The uh, yes, I think maybe four and a half out of five. Now that we're like thinking about four it. and a half. If you make it a four and a half, I'm making Halloween ends a five. Fuck. But also that whole thing when he like does the triangle hand gesture. The Jay Z. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. That's the Jay Z like Hova yeah. thing, right? Yeah. The Rock thinks he can just take that? Jay-Z's been doing that for a while, yeah. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. People probably know that. It's like that when like you make a little triangle with your hands. like introduce myself, and then yeah. he puts it up. The fact that, because there's like yeah. four moments where it's supposed to be like a thing. It's like, oh, he's doing his his hand gesture. Yeah, the whole movie, they were really working to make that a thing for sure. That's why it's like funny. <laughs> the Rock plays it so safe. He's like, I'm this big anti-hero, but I still got a heart of gold. They did the whole Terminator thing, like the John Connor Terminator, like, but I can't just like say yeah. fuggin' and... I've been asleep for 5,000 years. I don't get sarcasm. So uh, we can do all these hacky bits. But then I do get it too quickly because, right. I don't know. It's there was a point where I was like, there's no way that a guy that hasn't been in the world in 5,000 years would be able to communicate like this. Yeah, he goes from like not knowing anything to like making fucking dudsy, like I'm John Krasinski on The Office jokes within like 45 minutes. Looking at the camera. Brother. Property. He might as well. 
Yeah, property wise, this is like a, a Property Brothers mm. spinoff. Ten out Loved of ten. It. One out of five. Fuck. But yeah, in reality, I mean, is anything good? No. Who knows? Who can be sure? I rewatched Pulp Fiction on the plane home for like the 50, 50 at least 50, if not 100 And you think time. it's aged poorly and Black Adam is better? I wow. never said that. <laughs> never. Okay. You said that. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, do we recommend seeing this in the movie theater? We don't. Let's just wait for this to pop on HBO Max in maybe two and a half weeks. Did you finish The Watcher? I didn't. Did you? Yes. Do you I thought it was pretty good. Who said it kind of fell off a cliff at the end? I think Rion didn't like the end, and I get it, but I just sort of went into it assuming it was going to be bad, and I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that... I'm like three eps in. I keep forgetting about it. But they, do, they do a lot of misdirects and red herrings and like, oh, but this is the... I won't spoil it. Um, er, I just, I like Bobby Cannavale and um, Naomi Watts. Yes. She's terrific. She's excellent. Beautiful. And has chops. Way but, better than Steve A.G. The Watcher is a Netflix series and it has that Netflix stink, but it's mm. still, it's from Ryan Murphy, which what? he can't get enough work right now. Yeah, he really is. Just, He's just everywhere. Too much. I don't know. It's a story about a couple. It's actually based on a true story, a lot of it. A couple that buys a house, and then a lot of bad stuff happens in the house, and some other people want to buy the house. They want to sell the house. They can't sell the house. It's back and forth and back and forth, and it, it, you know, it gets nuts. It's a horror classic. It this had... House. Is it haunted? Are we haunted? Right. Folks. It was like Servant meets Wedding Crashers. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I was thinking of like a nice house, because the 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 one of the stars of the show is the house itself. Ooh, does that <laughs> make a, sense? It's a character in the film. He's a real character. In... But yeah, I liked it. It bummed me out that uh, Rian hated it, because I'm like, I felt that way about when he hated Barbarian too. I'm like, well, you know, I thought it was a. It makes me feel dumb when people say that stuff fell off a cliff and I'm still in. Yeah. I'm like, well, I liked it. It was interesting to me. <laughs> I know. That's always the funniest. I'll, I'll waffle in a second. I'll be like, this is probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. And someone will be like, yeah, I, I kind of hate it. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get why you'd hate it. It actually does suck now that I'm thinking about it. There's immediately cave. There's something about like digging in your heels and being a prick about it and being like, no, I loved it. I'm never going to back down. Mm. And then like half the time I'll waffle and I'll just feel stupid and I'll just be like, yeah. Yeah. Most of the times I just feel like it's not worth arguing about, especially if I don't know the person well. Right, like, I don't yeah, like... you're right. It's it's all opinions. <laughs> Who cares? I think that's what having a movie podcast is so funny because it really is all opinions. A lot of people would listen to this podcast and disagree with everything we say because they have their own unique taste and it's just as good as ours. It's just different. I imagine almost everyone listens to this and disagrees with everything both of us say. <laughs> almost like 100%. Funny. Yeah, I don't I don't see who's still listening that isn't, you know, at least somewhat. I, there's probably at least five or six people that hate listen to this every week. <laughs> And we love you more than everybody yeah. else, all the other fans, for including those, the king. For those of you hate listening right now, we appreciate you the most. Yes. Truly. Mostly. 
deeply. Is that enough? That seems like enough. I feel like we've said it all. Yeah. I mean, what, do my plugs and your plugs because you're the best at plugs. I mean, folks, why don't you go ahead and shoot us an email at enough of the podcast at gmail.com. We're on twitter.com at enough the pod. No, we're at Twitter. Podcast enough is Twitter. Podcast enough. Enough we're the podcast. On Instagram at enough the podcast. I'm on both of those platforms at skip season. Rise on both of those platforms at Ankner and at Ank underscore fit. And you can go to ankfit.com and that other thing. The other two? Well, the other two were female. <laughs> Lord only knows what they were up to there in there, Susan. And furthermore, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoked marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> Folks, do you like less than Jake? sublime bro okay oh yeah that's what it is i mean less than jake is better we're a fan and what about the fact next week we're seeing black panther Wahlburgers oh, forever or whatever's coming out <laughs> all the new classics <laughs> hey how you doing hey chadwick boseman's dead so i'm here <laughs> i'm the new black panther yeah. i think people might be a little upset about this but we're, we're just trying things i beat the shit out of him because he was black <laughs> and he died <laughs> and everybody loves mark Wahlberg now so they had to spin it like it was this, it was cancer <laughs> but it's a marvel movie so everyone has to pretend like it's great but like i thought it was kind of weird how they made mark Wahlberg <laughs> the new black panther but i guess i'm in he's in like ted dance in 1988 blackface from the friars club roast hey. hey how you doing it's me that's right Wakanda forever. I'm going to finally win that Oscar. I'm you did, didn't you, you little fucking stink? You were like different people. <laughs> Can you believe that Wakanda is actually in Boston, Massachusetts? It's like the ultimate reveal. The fucking DCEU has nothing on this. Am I still talking? This is fucking stupid. I got to fucking go. Oh, fuck. Also, The Departed 2? Will someone just fucking make this? I fucking wrote it seven years ago. Just fucking start filming He really me. did, didn't he? Also, Wall Street Season 2 is on HBO Max? Scott hasn't even fucking got the gumption to fucking put on the first episode yet. I think he's fucking losing it. These fucking sick fucks. If Lose the fucking tail! If these fucking idiots don't ironically watch my stuff, then nobody's in. And my entire fucking empire falls apart. Like the fucking house of cards in the blink of an eye. What the fuck? That's ah. Ooh. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah, later. I lost the voice. Ha 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 ha